Thank you for waiting. I greatly appreciate it. I'm Katie K9. I'm here every Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. I'm Ed Grant. If you haven't heard the show before during this time of the year, I'm in drive time, you know, in the summer months. Mm-hmm. Everybody's coming home from the cabin. That's so true. I am in drive time during the summer Love months. it. Isn't that cool? Yep. Yes. Drive time is normally 3 to 6 during the week. That's mm-hmm. what Lori and Julia have, are the queen of. And mm-hmm. then on Sundays, I got it <laughs> from 4 to 6. So there I'm pretty cool. Are. And there are a lot of people. I'm really surprised that you know have emailed me or whatever and said, yep. Yeah, where your drive time all the way home. Love it. That's pretty cool. That really is. Okay. Oh, I forgot where we were here. Okay. Who is it that rose quickly with four oars, but never comes out from under his own roof? One more time. Who is it that rose quickly with four oars, but never comes out from under his own roof? Oh, I, I am clueless. I'll say the only thing that comes to mind is Moses, but it's absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it was a stab. Uh, it's a uh, turtle. Oh. He rolls four, quickly rolls with four oars. His pat- because if you look you look at a turtle's foot, mm-hmm. it does look like an oar. It's okay. true. There uh, you go. And he doesn't come out from underneath the roof. That's true. Underneath <laughs> his little shell. There you go. There it is. There it is. I just got the oars, so I was thinking Moses, and that wasn't, I should have said Noah, not even Moses. I was so far off there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, let's go on back to Mary. Okay. So, okay. So now, Mary, how many times did you pup, uh, pupper met? Twice. Twice, okay, and how how did it, it seemed to go pretty good? Yes, the oh. first time they met, they just ignored each other. The second time they met at our house, um, it was kind of more ignoring each other, but kind of checking each other out. Okay, because uh, what now? What's the size difference? Big. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the little one is about sixteen, seventeen pounds, and the big one, I'd say, about fifty, sixty pounds. Okay, and five miles of legs and body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now. Um, both times has the uh, the tall one has he had a muscle on? Um, yes. Okay, yeah, because you got to remember with the muzzle that kind of humiliates them. You know, I mean, humbles them. Not humiliate, humble, humbles them. Okay. And so the thing is, is what would happen? Uh, you know, so there's no way of telling. I mean, well, there is a little bit. Even with the muzzle on, if he wanted to do danger to your little one, he could have. Okay, he mm-hmm. could have tried. And so the the bigger thing is, is that now, uh, you know, they get fed in separate areas. Uh, toys and and food are usually the big, you know crossovers that causes problems okay. so during feeding times i'm a big advocate to feed dogs in kennels so now you know who ate what when and why and nobody's about you know gulping and running to the next one mm-hmm. and then um also toys some dogs will deem toys a high value and so usually this is i've not, have you ever had a big dog a small dog in the same house not okay for this time yeah because usually the, the small dog in the house will rule it all right. So your little one's going to be going after the face of the big one. Like, let's say he walks by a toy and your little one's like, my toy. <laughs> they always go to, for the face. And so a lot of the taller dogs learn to come into a room with their head sideways. And what, remember what that says earlier, I was mentioning side profile is a calming signal. Mm-hmm. It means you, I mean, you no harm. Okay, and so that's why I had one girlfriend that had three Great Danes. Every one was over 150 pounds, and two little Yorkies are about six pounds a piece. Those Yorkies 
totally annihilated those Danes. It's so funny. The, the Danes would not even come into the room that the Yorkies were in. <laughs> and so that's why it's just uh, when you get into a living situation, you know, a house, it's different than outdoors. And so what you just want to do is baby step it and just see what's going to happen. You can learn to read the body language. And if you're worried because uh, most of your uh, racing dogs are all are acclimated to the muzzle, you know, until you feel a little bit more safe or, you know, you feel more secure, I should say, that it's probably going to get along, then then that's the time to take the muzzle off. Okay? Okay. So that's the thing is that it's just something that you're going to feel inside. Go for walks. So you're both, they're going for walks in the same direction. You know, sit, um, you know, on the patio where they just kind of hang out and look at each other and not, no big deal. Okay? But see, now you got to remember, like I say, they are a sight hound if it moves or on it. And some are worse than others, okay? And some, what we were talking about earlier, is that they'll race to it, you know, like, gotcha. And then it's like, oh, we're done? Okay. And then they go about their way. Some gotcha, it means pick you up and shake you, got you, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why you just got to pay attention and just kind of get a good, don't talk yourself into the dog. It should just feel right that I think this is going to work, all right? Okay. That's the big thing. And you're getting a dog because you want the dog. You're not getting a dog for a dog, are you? No, okay, no. <laughs> the kids asked to add, and my husband and I agreed. Okay. And so now we're exploring. Okay, okay, yeah. The big thing, you never talk yourself into a dog. Somehow it just feels right. It's like they find, you just, everybody finds each other when they're supposed to find each other. Right. But the thing is, if, if you just have, a, if there's a little tinge in your gut, you know, listen to your gut. Don't out, you know, that's just pay attention. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with the merger. <laughs> and good luck with the gut. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's when we used to have the track, did you ever go to the Greyhound Racing or anything? I did in Florida okay. when I was a kid with okay. my dad, yes. I don't even know. Are there many tracks, dog tracks open anymore? I don't know around here. Not that I know No, I know in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then Sioux Falls, I think. Is that Sioux Falls? I think it closed. Yeah. I think they had two or three of them down there. But I so I don't even know if they have many racing uh, tracks. Yeah, the only, the only time I was in Florida, that's it. You know, so. any, any dog that comes up a track, you got to admire if they could fit into a, a household because all they're asked to do is stand, run, eat, and sleep. Oh, and then go doo-doo or go potty, okay? <laughs> but they don't know what stairs are. You know, they don't know the sounds of a house. They, You know what I mean? They, they're in kennels and racing all the time. and that. So that's why when people adopt this, the greyhounds, uh, most of them do work out, but there are an occasion one that just can't can't cross it you know they and, and you have to, it just doesn't work and so that's why i, I mostly uh your greyhounds and, and that are just basically giant couch potatoes just like the irish wolfhound i think mm-hmm. i talked to the last time you were here the first one i met was buddy mm-hmm. and then when he sat his head was about even with mine as i was standing <laughs> yes. i was never so intimidated all i could think is my what big piece you have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i mean they're so intimidating looking but they're like gentle giants they are you know what i mean they're just so calm and that, that tail oh lord don't stay out of that tail like. there's some yeah that'll cause some damage that thing flows and that thing will go that'll hit you for sure oh yeah the greyhound tail is huge yeah. at least for the greyhounds they're they're, they're narrow so it's more like a little whip oh. <laughs> and not a pound <laughs> yeah yeah the, the ones that the wolfhounds if he gets in a door in a hallway it's yeah no that's so, crazy yeah okay who's up we have Ryan right now, and Ryan has a question about uh, nipping and potty training his new puppy. All right. Hi, Ryan. How you doing? 
Hey, Katie, I'm good. How are you? Good. What kind of new pupper do you got? All right. So I, maybe you remember my old dog, Dexter. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, that Ryan. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> now, Dexter's, <laughs> yeah. now, now, Dexter's still with us, right? And Dexter is still with oh, us. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. He's I thought I saw a scene. down a little bit, but he is just yeah. wonderful. Because I thought I saw it on uh, Facebook page a while back that I'm like, oh, I was wondering about him. Oh, so you got a yeah. new pup. So now what did we get? Yes, yeah, so we got a blue healer. So he's oh. an Australian cattle dog, a blue yeah. healer. Okay. Um, and him and Dexter are, they're great friends. Like, they get along super, super well. Okay. Um, we also have a new kitten in the house. Oh, the Lord. technically came first. Okay. So Dexter is dealing with uh, two, new, two new siblings. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, with the potty training, and so it was kind of two questions. Um, potty training. So he's great. Dakota is the new dog. Okay. Um, and he's really good overnight. He doesn't have any potty issues. Uh, he sleeps in our room. We don't keep him in a kennel overnight. Um, he sleeps with us right now um, and never has any issues. Um, but then it seems that, like, we'll bring him outside and he'll he'll go potty, um, both one and two. Uh, but then sometimes it seems like we bring him back in and it seems like he goes a lot when he's outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he will go more when he comes back inside. Okay. Um, uh, and it seems... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. How old is he? Uh, he's nine weeks. Nine weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now, th- at this point, they, they sleep more than awake. But, and we, yes. to be honest with you, kiddo, please put the dog in a kennel in your bedroom. Don't let him be in the bed. I know he's okay. cute and soft. I get this. But we were looking down the lines of what protocol we're sitting, setting, sure. that you want him to acclimate to the kennel, that he's okay with it, and he's happy with it. And, and uh, the right to be on the bed will come later when manage, when, when, you know, if you want to, you know, like take a nap. That's different than actually, you know, going down for the night, okay? okay. If you want to coddle on the couch or whatever type thing with them, that's no problem yeah, with that. Sure. But the actual nighttime, put them in a kennel next to your bed because that's part of the bonding process of getting used to your smells, your sounds, and such like that. But that's mm-hmm. also by bringing them in bed at this age, what you're doing is you're putting them on a pedestal, and that is going to bite you in the butt a little bit later. He's got to see you as the top dog, okay, and not him. He's cool and you're not. <laughs> so that's why it's Sleeping with us with some personality dogs can't happen, and but don't start it out like this, okay? Okay, okay. so we want to start kennel, kennel training them, put them in the kennel at night. If he starts to whine, just tap the top of the kennel. Hey, 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 quiet. Okay, and then eventually he should settle down. At that age, they, if they go to bed about 9, 10, they usually wake up 1, 2, and 5, 6 to go potty. Okay, and then okay. when you wake up, you don't talk to them, don't stroke them, don't say nothing. Just pick them up, take them out to go potty very calmly, softly. Go potty, go potty. Then when the dog goes potty, you pick them up, you bring them back in, put them back to bed, and you go back to bed. Don't totally wake him up, all right? Okay. okay. Don't putz with them and, putz, and oh, do, 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 do. don't be doing that. <laughs> hard, that'll be hard to do, but yes. I yes, I know. There's a time for, for sure. coochie-coos. <laughs> I get that. Okay. And then now the big thing is that he's nine weeks old. When when they go to bed at night, the, the whole system slows down. Oh, we got to go to break. I looked at the clock. I'm really bad at this. Can you hold on, Ryan? We got to run to break yes, and then we'll course. come back. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I'm so bad at that. And I'm surprised Grant wasn't over there. Like, hey, hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to give you another 30 seconds. Oh, there so. you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. Here you go. How many animals did Moses take on the ark? We'll hey. be back. All right. Thank you for tuning me in here every Sunday, four to six. 
Remember, you can stream all live, all the shows here on MyTalk1071.com. And then also, we all have podcasts of our past shows. So please go to MyTalk1071.com and to listen to all my past podcasts, uh, go to Katie Canine's show page, okay? Okay, here you go, Grant. How many animals did Moses take on the ark? Moses? Are you sure? Was it Noah? Okay, there you go. Ding, ding. That was the thing. You got it. Uh, and you said it earlier, so that's yes. why I was like, I'm going to throw that one at him, see if he recalls it. Ra- Rachel actually got that, so I just wanted to give... Right. I was trying to give her swinging the mic over there. there but, you go. Uh, so, yeah. so how many animals did Moses take on the ark? None. None. Because it was Noah's ark. Yes. There you go. Okay, let's go back to Ryan. Oh, he on the break here, he, uh, Grant Randy ran in and showed me his his buddy that is like, yeah, if he stands up, his head hits the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but what made you get into Irish Wolfhounds? Well, actually, it was my girlfriend, Lily. When I first met her about six years ago now, she had Bo, who's now seven. Okay. And she trained him so well, we got him into uh, being a therapy dog. We'd bring him to Gillette's Hospital, and he was such a, hit. like you said, gentle giant yes. hit that we just, we fell in love with the breed, wow. you know? And yeah. so now we'll, we'll never separate ourselves from that breed. So yeah. we, we have another one named Grizzly, who yeah. she just mentioned. Yeah, he pretty he's, much, he's, when, he's, when he's standing up on two legs, he can hit the top of the ceiling. He's a good, <laughs> probably... I would say almost six feet tall. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's that crazy. really is. Yeah. yeah, and they are. They're just gentle giants. And you do get some that real. But they usually about three years old. They're kind of, even the ones that are kind of goofy, goofy. Mm-hmm. When they're younger, they start slowing down and just being a little bit more calmer. That's so. it. Once they get to that three, they just sit mm-hmm. in the corner and yep. do nothing. Yep. It's the best. So it's so a therapy dog he may make someday. So Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, back to Ryan. And Ryan, you still with us? I'm still with you. Okay, so now, but the big thing is, you know, you, now what you have to, and I don't know if you heard this earlier, is you can't let the pup bond to Dexter. He's got to bond to you. So they can come okay. together a couple times during the day and play, but otherwise then the pup is with you on a leash, and then maybe with your other half, you know, Dexter with is with your other half, okay? And so okay. then, but the thing is, is how you know the bonding has, the pup has bonded to you. Uh, now you said Dakota, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dakota. Okay. So that is that when they are playing and you uh, guys enter the room, both dogs should stop what they're doing and come racing to you and vie for your attention. Uh, If the bond isn't completed yet, they'll come and greet you. Dexter will, of course, because he's bonded to you. But what you're looking at is the pup. If there was a pup follows Dexter to you, then he'll say, oh, yeah, hi. But then he'll quickly turn to Dexter and go, okay, we said hi. Let's go bye. (laughs) you want both dogs vying for your attention so let's say you're in the den watching uh tv and you got the pup and your other half is you know in the other room or outside i mean he's got dexter okay and so and then you switch up and so the the pup gets to know both of you really well now how old is the kitten that you brought in uh she's about uh, three months now. Three months? Okay, okay. Yep. And so now the pup is going to see the kitten as a live play toy. <laughs> and so you and got... that's, that is very true. Yeah. That's, that's how they interact with Yeah, and so that's why you've got to, t- you know, have your, hey, hey, be nice, you be nice, ah, mm-hmm. ah, 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 be nice. Have the pup on a, on a leash so that then, you know, if he starts getting a little over, you know, the paws are flying and such like that, you've got to protect that kitten because a kitten is just too vulnerable at this age. All right. Okay. And so then, um, you know, like, let's say you're all hanging out on the couch. Great. The kitten, you know, where everybody's being still and he can get to know each other. Uh, uh, if, if the pup or even Dexter wants to chase the cat, that's a wrong. Ah, uh, 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 leave it. All right. And if you have to, you know, put them on leashes so you can follow through. But it's because they want them to go, oh, the cat is moving. Not, 
Oh, cat's moving. Get him. <laughs> right? Because you, sure. don't, you don't want to start out with it being a game. They've got to learn to respect the face and space of the kitten. All right. And, and so, can I can I ask a question? I know sure. you don't typically do cats, but there is one one caveat to that. Like that is great advice, of course. Um, but she is usually the antagonizer. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's um, what kittens are. When it moves, they're chasing okay. the tails, they're moving, chasing legs, they're biting at legs, and yeah. But but if they're they're going to be like oil and water. The, the puppy and the kitten is going to be like oil and water. And then of course okay. she's going to do like with Dexter if his tail's wagging, she's going to want to chase it. You know whether he's sure. laying on the ground or whatever, and she might come up and smack him in the face if he's laying down. You know, so mm-hmm. that's what you've got to do. And she's going to have different times of days. Same with the puppy, that they're going to be really just squirrelies. You know, the puppy right now they have the zoomies twice a day. Mm-hmm. Once in the morning, oh, once at night, yeah. you know, where they're shot out of a cannon. Get all the dogs and the cats away from that and let the pup just go, you know, go wild. Then when the pup, you know, that usually lasts a minute to two, three minutes. And then when the the pup is going, oh, okay, I'm done. Then now everybody can come back in the room and, and now the, the cat, or the, the pup isn't antagonizing the cat. And so, yeah, so you got to, boy, I don't know what you're thinking, Ryan. You didn't have enough stress in your life already. You got to put oh. a kitten and a puppy in your life. Good <laughs> gravy. But so the oh my God. the big thing oh, is is to teach the pup you know what potty is called take him out to the potty spot go potty go potty you did that with Dexter you mean yep. dust off the cobwebs there because uh, Dexter turned out to be an outstanding citizen there and so but oh, the yeah. biggest thing that yep. yep you that you've got to do is make sure that they honor the kittens even though the kitten might you know go in and and, and get it going stirring the pot ah uh, ah uh, uh, and the dogs ah uh, ah uh, uh, you know you're bigger you be nice be nice sure. and the kitten is being too antagonistic and the kitten needs to go into another room until she settles down okay. Okay. And All then, right. um, but the big thing is maybe let the pup drag a nylon leash around the house because it's your job to play referee between the pup and Dexter. Be not Dexter's job to say, I've had enough and growl and snap at the pup. You're going to cause anim- animosities between okay. the two. And so then because it's a, a, a steady law that uh, adult dogs, you know, kind of put up with puppies. But uh, if it's really been an tis and t- oh, da, da, when they bug the heck out of the older dog. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and anyway, uh, then when the, the pup turns to be about six, seven months old, that older dog is like, you're mine now. Because there's a law of the land that you don't, you can snap and push at a puppy, but you can't take them out. <laughs> sure. There are some adult dogs, though, that will cross that boundaries, and they're usually not nice dogs. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that's why your job is to make sure that if Dexter is being, you know, the pup is just being abnormally obnoxious with, you know, hey, 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 Dexter, be nice, and then take, get the puppy out of there, put her on a leash, bring, you know, bring Dakota, you know, away from the situation, get him onto something else. So you have to play okay. the referee. Don't expect Dexter to take care of his face and space. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. So yeah, just make sure everybody sure. plays nice in the sandbox. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Well, and, and it, then that kind of goes into my second. Uh, my second thing was like with him specifically uh, was just kind of nipping. I know that you know he's an Australian kennel dog. That's right. His, that's that's what he does. Right. You know, as his breed. Yep. Um, what is your kind of uh, maybe advice on? deterring that as much as we could well, i mean you got to see i don't it. think it'll ever go away and i, no, it I won't. don't it won't. want it to have to go away right um, but what you got to do is you got to have a word and usually i use the word leave it leave it alone is no concern okay. of yours okay ah leave it and then you turn. Well, we're gonna go out and go to break. So then, hang on again, Ryan, and we'll take care of the oh, yeah. <laughs> take care of the nipping. All right. What? Why did the baker go to the bank? Why did the baker go to the bank? We'll be back. 
There you go. Oh, everybody got to hear more of the song now, so that's pretty cool. Look at you. Adding so much to the show. There you go. All right. Okay, let's go back. Oh, wait a minute. We got to get the... Get the, why did the banker go to the bank? Rachel knows the answer. Go for it. I'm going to say he had to deposit his dough. Ooh, that's, that's good. That could be an answer. The other one is because he needed, you know how you need dough? Needed uh, more dough. Needed dough. Okay, so that, but yeah, Rachel, that was, there's always <laughs> more answers. There we go. She's going to fit nicely. Uh-huh. She's, or she Googled it over there. No, she, she's come up with the last two on her own. All so right. she might be fitting in really, oh, I might need okay. her every time. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, back to Ryan. Okay, Ryan, also, so if if uh, Dakota is going, like, for, you know, your ankles, which he's going to, he's a hurting breed, okay? Does he, you're yep. going to give him the growl, ah, and then you're going to go leave it, okay? And if he doesn't, blast him in the face with the water, the uh, hair mister filled with water set on stream, okay? And then, okay. ah, you know, you know, leave it. And if he doesn't back off, uh, you know, then blast him, okay? But now let him drag a nylon leash around the house so you've got okay. something to quick step on if he starts to pursuing the, you know, chase the kitten or if he's abnormally, you know, jumping and, and, and going after you. And remember, at nine weeks, they sleep more than they're awake and a crabby puppy is a tired puppy is a more nippy, yucky puppy, okay? okay. So make sure he gets enough naps, because when they start to be getting about 11, 12 weeks, that's when they're they're not sleeping as much and their focus point is starting to gather. And so things can really start setting in. Okay. Okay, great. So, so if he if he does start showing some energy around the other animals, would you suggest maybe then just putting him in, in a room by himself? Either put, him, no, put him on a leash or, put him on a leash yeah. with you or put him in his kennel and give him a timeout. You know, just like okay. the you know, and then you know, always make sure that the kennel is just uh, happy as kennel. Even though he's going in there because he's being bad, you don't say, Get your kennel, bad dog. That's the worst thing you can do. It's gonna be kennel, real happy. So the dog is always happy when he hears the word to go to kennel because Sometimes he gets fed in there. Sometimes he's got a treat in there. You know, it's a fun thing. And then when you put him in the kennel, you can cuss and swear as you're walking away. What was I thinking getting a puppy and a kitten at the exact same time? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. But that's the main no, thing. No, that's wonderful. And yeah, with, uh, I don't know if you still have the handouts from when you came through with De- uh, Dexter. But the whole thing is, is just you're, you're conditioning him to the words that you need. You know, like sit. If he doesn't sit, then place his butt on the sit. You know, and oh, very nice. Little tickle in the, t- in the chest. Remember, try. Not to say good boy, just say thank you or very nice. Keep his brain calm and steady, all right? And become the ah er, ah er. Remember, don't overuse the word no, 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 no for everything. And then, okay, it, and then when he's in trouble, let's say him and Dexter are together and the pup is, the, is a problem. Okay, if you come in and go, ah, that dog. Okay, Dexter's going to go, holy crap. <laughs> Don't look at Dexter. Just look at the pup. The pup is the one that's in trouble. Okay, take care of that situation. And if Dexter gets up to move, then once you, oh, you, you get, you you know, you give the ah and the wrong to the pup, now call Dexter up and go, you're fine, buddy. You're fine. The pup was an idiot today, not you. <laughs> because he's going to respond thinking that you're mad at him, but just look at who's in trouble. All right? Get the eye contact okay. of the one who's in trouble. Okay, kid. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, good. Well, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of all of. Your no calls. problem. Uh, no, yes. no oh problem. Yeah, I'm wonderful. sure you're gonna. Thank you. I'm sure you're gonna have lots more questions. You know, get, send me an email or up with Katie's canine and uh, make sure you get a cat tree for the cat. 
Uh, so the, the CAG has a way to go up to get out we from the... Did, we actually did secure a cat tree. We went nice. to uh, the pet store the other day and set it up, and she is absolutely loving it. Nice. Away from the energy from the two dogs. Exactly. Sure, so. And then make sure <laughs> that the dogs don't eat the cat food, and the cat doesn't eat the dog food. That's why you want to give separate places to feed, so nobody's everybody's sure. eating their own food. Okay, and okay. the cat you want to get yeah. into... Uh, start rotating the food. Don't just feed the same thing all the time. Remember, you want more canned food. Try to limit the dry food because uh, then they get they get crystals in the urine. Uh, get the oh, book. Sure. Get the book. Your cat. Your cat by Hodgkins. H O D G K I N S. That's going to be you guys' Bible to read for the next month to understand the cat a little bit more and do it right. So your cat. Okay. Perfect. And it was. Uh, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. Correct. Hodgkins, yep. Wonderful. Okay. Okay, kiddo. Well, let memories begin and let, you may need cocktails at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, glass of wine is sounding good in the, the future here. There so. you go. There you go. Take care, Ryan. All Bye-bye. right. Thanks so much, Katie. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. That's a houseful. You know, you get the, the pup, the energy of the pup, the energy of the kitchen. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't even think I would, well, I know when I haven't had a puppy in 50 years. Oh. And there's a reason. They're a <laughs> lot of work yes. if you're going to do it right. Yes. You know, and so there's so many stages that you've got to work through that you, so you have the, a good adult dog. So, okay, who's up? We have Debbie, and Debbie's little guy is having some teeth problems and is debating surgery and has a question for you about this All whole thing. All right. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for hanging on. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, I'm, so what kind of pupper do you got? It's a Chihuahua. It's a, a probably four or five pounds. Okay. And he's 12 years old. Okay. And he's got really bad teeth, and I'm scared to have surgery done on him. I'm, I hear you. Think. Okay, now, now have they, is, is he letting the, the vets kind of look at it or not? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and so their prognosis is what? Do, you, do they think, once they get in there, do they think they're going to wind up pulling them all or what? Yeah, they think they're going to pull them all. Okay. Um, it, this is a really, not, is he in good health? Yeah. Okay, is he overweight? No. Good, good, good. Okay, because 12, yeah, the older, you know, people get in separate, and I went through that with my Ethel, you know, but she was um, 9 or 10 when um, they had, and she was 3.1 pounds, okay? And that's, mm-hmm. they had, they pulled all her teeth. <laughs> and so I was a nervous wreck, number one, that small of a dog going under anesthesia and then pulling right. all the teeth and then could the infection come? You know what I mean? I was, oh man, I was just a nervous wreck. And so that's why you know the dog. If the dog is in good health, you know, his kidney, his liver, they usually do a panel before they do surgery to make sure that there's no kidney or liver problems that, so that when they do the anesthesia, that doesn't crash the dog. And then, um, is your dog, is your vet used to working with small, small dogs like that? Um, geez, I don't know. Um, it's, I'm having it done at, uh, Mission Hospital. Okay, okay. Mission Vets over in... Yep, I know. I'm familiar with that. Yep, yep, yep. Because with my Ethel, I was so nervous because I've always had big dogs. So I looked around to see, I asked uh, little dog owners, you know, who they liked. And a lot of the people pointed to Dr. Jenny Urban. She has Valley Creek Animal Hospital and Valley Creek Road Animal Hospital. And so she's the one that worked on my Ethel. And so, uh, but like that's the whole thing is that, you know, the teeth are going to damn the dog anyway. But if he's of good weight, good and healthy, because otherwise it can cause, you know, heart problems and such like that. 
And mm-hmm. so that's what you've got to do is I would set up the appointment. I would say a lot of prayers. Doesn't matter everybody does everybody does their job correctly and the little pupper's gonna come back to you and then you don't have to if they wind up pulling most of the teeth, then he's gonna be a mush dog. That's what Ethel mm-hmm. was. He, she was on a raw diet because she couldn't eat anything. You know, obviously she had right. no teeth. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. So. That's another thing. He's so picky. He won't eat anything but chicken or steak or ham, just regular yep. um, meat, but he won't eat any dog food or... Okay, yeah, but then what you could do is you can, if you have a bullet, you can whip the crap out, you know, whip, whip, you know, whip it up, you know, chop it up, you know, so it's fine, so he can just lick it, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. So you'll, you'll find a way, because when Ethel got her all, her teeth, but she wasn't a finicky eater. He, whatever I put in the bowl, she was like, yeah, I'll take that, no problem. Yeah, and so, yeah, but, so you know, you just got to learn it for a while until his mouth heals. You're going to make mm-hmm. things like a gravy, and don't worry, he'll get hungry enough, he'll lap it up, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll okay. do just fine. And, but the whole thing is, is the chain, yeah, like I said, Said it, remember dogs eat according to how it smells, not uh-huh. to the taste. Dogs to have we have nine thousand taste buds. Dogs have seventeen hundred taste buds. Okay, so they okay. if it smells intriguing, that's when they're going to lap it up. Sometimes by using bone broth, uh, chicken broth, you know, beef broth, you know, to be the moisture, you know, to whip it up. Like if you chop it up, chicken or beef or whatever uh-huh. type thing. So. So anyway, so that's what I would do, okay? And then yeah. like like do some probiotics and antibiotics, not antibiotics, a probiotics after the sur- before the surgery, you know, get him going into surgery good, get him on some okay. good probiotics, some digestive enzymes, get his gut healthier, and then when he comes out, then you're going to, I would double the probiotics, just like in case there was any infection in there, that, you you know, you, you can, you're going to stay on top of the situation. So you're going to, you know, okay. you're, you got him going into surgery good and out of surgery good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay. it's it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna it's a it's uh I was <laughs> all the dogs and all that have had surgeries and all the dogs I've had I was never such a mess as I was with my Ethel. I was just uh-huh. I, I was ready to call the I was one of those moron but not moron but one of them owners that want to call every two uh two minutes. How's my dog? How's my dog? How's my dog? Yeah. You know. And so as it was, I called two times. Katie will call and let you know when she's up and going. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's gonna be a big relief. But yeah, that's all you can do because if you're going down the road if you let it go and it gets bad and then now he's got now he's older can't take the anesthesia as much and then he like i said the teeth causes a lot of heart issues so that's why Uh you know if it needs to be done then go for it you know can you see how bad the teeth are are you are you in agreement with that yeah Okay. Bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then you're in grievance with it. Then, then, then yeah. do it. But like I say, t- say a couple prayers. Put them on the prayer chain. That everybody, c- everything does well. All right. Okay. All okay, right. kiddo. Well, thank you. You bet. Bye bye. Bye bye. There's surgery for humans and for pets. You're always. I my horse, uh, Jake. Uh, I don't know if he uh, talked to you when you were here last. My horse is 34 years old. And, oh wow! And, yeah, then that's Eddie, a Minnesota horse that hasn't been pampered like a heated barn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you can get it past 28, 29, you've done good. Yeah, you know. And so I'm really. And most of my horses I've lost 20, between 29 and 31. So he's the oldest horse that I've had, and now he's gone off feed because his his teeth are starting to like fall out. Oh no! Yeah, so I got to have the vet come out, and there might be a loose one in there because he's not the way he's moving his jaw. So anyway, so yeah, the older they get, then, you know, you just, you're walking on pins and needles. And mm-hmm. every time when I go down to do in the morning, when I do the tours, 
But usually when he hears my front door shut, he does a little, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, he's coming. Okay. And occasionally if he's really chomping in the bed, I get a huge whinny. Gotcha. You know, but there's been times I've gotten about halfway down and then I'll, I'm, I'm so scared to say his name that there's not going to be an answer. I know that day is coming, uh-huh. you know, and then I'll pretty go, Hey, Jakers. And then, mm, oh, thank you. It's not this morning. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just crazy. You know, sometimes you just wonder, and there's a lot of people. People that when they lose their their dog, their cat, their horse, uh, what you go through is so gut wrenching that it's like I can't do that again. I know I can't go through that again. And you know, like I uh, you know, I lost my Ethel, my my three point one pounder, about um, two months ago. And, oh. and and what the thing was is that something that little could take so much of your heart. You know, I was never a small dog person. I was yeah. the bigger the dog, me, the better. Me too, <laughs> as you know. And so that's why when she left, I was just like, you know, on my knee. And I've had people over the years that say, well, you've lost so many dogs and so many horses and so many cats and so many chickens. And and the next word, doesn't it get easier? No. And I'm just, you know, I, I just stand and look at these people like, how does a loss get easier when they take a piece of you with them? Yeah. You know, it, it, there's no way that, you know, and there's grandchildren with dogs, horses, cats. There's some that you do love a little bit. You know, there's a little bit more of the heart they, t- they take from you, you know, yes. type thing. Yes. You love them all, but there are some of the special ones, right? you know, yes. that for some reason there was a connection, like some people call it their the soul dog, you know, soul partners, soulmates, you know, stuff like that. And so, yeah. So, like I said, everyone hurts, knocks me just as hard to the knees. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's craziness is it, what it is. It doesn't get any easier. It just, you figure out a way to deal with it is what happens. At least what I've found in my time is that you find ways to live with that feeling rather than well, you, yes, getting you, easier. Well, what it is, anytime there's a loss, whether it's human or pet, it's a void. You have a void that you have to learn to fill to a degree. You know what I mean? Whereas, mm-hmm. okay, now... Like I say, um, it's the greater the love, the greater the loss, the greater the love, the greater the grief, and the greater the grief, the greater the love. And so the whole thing is, is that, you know, it's it's just kind of a round circle is what it is. And yeah, yeah, you learn to deal with it, but it's like filling that void. There's a void that's left behind. Yes. And so anyway, it's just like when you lose a human or a pet. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay, on to the sunny side of things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have an eye, but I am blind. A C, but no water. A B, but no honey. T, but no coffee. And a Y, but no answer. What am I? I'll be back. All right, we're winding her down. Thank you for all your, I hope you had a good weekend at the cabin. And today, you got well, all days, you got to sit um, floating and, and uh, get some tan and get some color in your bones. And so, just had a good weekend. Had a couple cocktails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I have an eye, but I am blind. A C, but no water. A B, but no honey. A T, but no coffee. And a Y, but no answer. What am I? Confused. Very much. Yeah, that's true, too. That works. <laughs> it's the alphabet. Oh, there we I go. I have an I, and I'm I am blind. A C, C, but no no water. A B, e. but no honey. A T, but no coffee. And a Y, but no answer. The, what am I? You, the alphabet. alphabet. That makes sense. There that you go. Sense. See, there you go. You'll always learn something here. You know, sometimes uh-huh. it'll be dog-related and cat-related. Sometimes it's just... 
stuff. Good old fun. <laughs> good old fun. Good, good old stuff. Okay. Um, one thing that I put on my Facebook page, you can go to mytalk1071.com and you can uh, click on my Facebook page uh, uh, for KDK9 or my website and such like that. But anyway, that I put on my, I uh, just posted was that now because it's warm, all the pools are opening up, people that have got pools. And the thing that you have to remember, folks, is that here, it, when you have to teach the dog where to get out from the pool in case he jumps in or falls in. So you've got to practice this where you go down your steps or whatever. Okay, have the dog on a leash, and so now he goes down with you, okay, and then you have him come back up if you have to, use a favorite toy or whatever. And so then the thing is, is that then you go out a little bit further, and so when he, and then you start going towards the steps, and so what you want to do is teach him that no matter where he falls or is in the pool, how to get to those steps, the way out of the pool. And so then you start out when he gets really good about going in the pool and then out of the pool and then make it go, you know, get out farther and farther. And then uh, if you can get, get him to uh, always, uh, I suggest, especially for the smaller dogs, you get like a vest that has a handle on the back. Mm-hmm. So in case there's a problem, you're not grabbing for, you know, the collar and choking your dog. <laughs> and they okay. inhale some water right, accidentally, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So, But the whole thing is you want to teach the dog how to get in and out of your pool correctly. That's a big, big thing. Okay, those of you, um, what I posted on my Facebook page, by Katie Kane on Facebook page, this pool, real smart, it was a little Jack Russell, and they had this built this uh, hole on the side of the pool because it was one of those uh, above ground pools. And so what it does, the, the Jack Russell knew to swim there to go into this like half a PC, PVC pipe, go up a little bit of a chute, walk across the top of the pool, uh, you know, along the rim and then get to the deck or dock deck. There you go to the deck. And so anyway, um, so but the biggest thing, if you're going to have a pool, you got to teach everybody kids to how to if you get in, how to get out. Another big thing is that most of the pools have all these heavy duty chemicals. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want is that dog drinking a lot of that water. So what you need to do is put a couple bowls of water around the pool so the dog will go and drink out of the fresh water and things that he's supposed to and not out of the pool water, okay? Great call. If you can do uh, a salt pool, that's better for yourself, better for the environment, and better for your dog. And the neighbor down the street, Maylene and... Um, and uh, yeah, Brian, there we go. They have a salt pool, pool, and it's so refreshing because there's no chemical smell, no chlorine smell, no nothing. It's really, yeah, it, it's really, it's cool. They use bags and bags of salt. I don't understand it, but it's always looks. Does, does it just? I've never been in one. So is yeah. it like you go in and is it like? Does it have that salt? No, it just it feels there's no no chemical smell, no chlorine smell, wow. no salt yeah. smell. It's just it's just it's always been super nice. And with the the more you use them, the cleaner it stays. I think that's with any pool too. It keeps you going through the filter and stuff like that. But anyway, so then uh, 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 one thing that happens with dogs that spend kind of a lot in a pool that has chlorine and all that. Same with the humans. The hair get the their hair gets really funky. It gets like fuzzy, frizzy. Um, it gets dried out. So you mm-hmm. do well if the dog you know is when you when you get out of the pool. Most people go and take a shower because yep. their hair gets a little bit weird or whatever type thing. You could get a, what is that? Uh, what do they call the, the skin divers? 
A skin diver suit, you know, a rubber suit for oh, your dog. Oh, one of those, oh, yeah. gosh, one of the wetsuit. A wetsuit, wet suit. that's it, there for your go. dog. So then yeah. the hair doesn't get all yucky. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but the thing is, though, is that uh, you do well that after the dog is done swimming or out of the pool is to hose them down. Uh, I, I'd rather see you do it with warm water because that will loosen the chemicals off of the follicles of the hair because that's why or have it, you have you have a pool that you literally dunk them in to rinse them off mm-hmm. but get them rinsed off to get those chemicals off the coat because a lot of dogs have skin issues that have parents that have pools with chemicals in them so mm-hmm. that's what you got but the biggest thing that drives me absolutely over the edge is when i see a dog drinking drinking out of a pool because it's like would you drink that pool water no okay but so our dog shouldn't either exactly and just because they don't keel over right there doesn't mean it's not doing some damage you know inside along the way yes so, absolutely. so that's why so so pool safety number one and then pool uh like i said show them where the water is they bring them over hey look at the water look at the water show them where the water is is so he knows and then every day put fresh water in it because that will draw the dog to it if it's been sitting there for three days and it's been a heat fest like it is now that water is just going to be like bath you know bath water they're not going to be interested in it mm-hmm. so you got to you know keep it up but so yeah so pool safety and then pool and then i i can't tell you enough um, everybody's probably out of the kitty pools but a kitty pool is a must even for as big as dogs you got um, oh, just yeah. to stand in water we is have huge. One. 100%. Yes, always huge. in the backyard. Yep, and so that's why that, remember dogs sweat through the pads of their feet, as I said earlier. So you have to be very mindful um, uh, uh, on walks, short walks, and obviously it's cooler in the morning, cooler in the evening than it is in the in the afternoon. Question, question yes. for you. So I, my, we have. What do you think about with our big guy? We have those little like wet jackets that we soak them in cold water and we put it over them. What do you feel about okay. those? Because today we went out for a short, quick little because it was so hot, you know. Yep. But we have to get them outside to get them just a little moving. Yeah. Uh, but we went for a short one. But our older one, Bo, who's seven. We always have one of those, and I'm just curious because, you know, earlier you said, you know, you don't want to shock them, and you want to make sure you start with their feet up if yep. you're playing with the hose, so I'm yep. worried, you know, because we put a cold, it's pretty cold water vest on them, but right when we go outside, is that going to have that same effect, or? It depends on how, what your version of cold is. You know, um, you know, it, you know like if you put your, uh, if you put it on your hand, and like, oh, and all of a sudden it feels like your hand's about ready to freeze. No, it's that's not that a little cold. cold. No, it's just like cold hose water, essentially, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, I, well, personally, like I said, what I said earlier, is a dog's coat is their insulation against the warmth and the cold, okay? Mm-hmm. That jacket, you know, if he was doing marathons, like if you were doing a triathlon, I could see if that vest would help you as a person, right, to keep you cool. Mm-hmm. But for a vet, for the, for the a dog that's going out, where they're, they're not going to be out for any length of time. Right. You know, you're better off to bring a couple ice cubes and go under on his pads of his feet to cool him down than go. to put that whole vest thing on. Got it. Because to me, that's... Uh, it's almost shocking. It's, okay, when we built our house, we've been there 38, 39 years. I didn't grow up with air conditioning. I We all had, we had five kids, five fans. Wow. Everybody had fans, okay? Okay. Okay, so now on a farm, you have work to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You can't um, just say, mm-hmm. it's too hot. I, never mind, I'll yeah. see you in a couple days. Okay, the worst thing in the world, and this is, is to go from an air-conditioned house into the heat, Okay, and then to come back in to the cold again. That's very shocking on your system. And I know more people that seem to get sick by doing that than just living in the heat or Mm -hmm. living in the air conditioning. But when we built our house, I said, I don't want central air. 
I grew up with the fan. I'm perfectly fine. Of course, I was younger. I am now four years older. <laughs> now I have a little bit better, different thought in that. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that, uh, th- so that's why you're better to, when you're in the element that your body will regulate to it. And as long as you're not trying to do a triathlon with the dog, no. you're just going for a walk. He should be just fine. Okay. And, so, and if you don't walk him on the, you know, you get him on the grass. Exactly. Not okay. the pavement. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that should be just fine. But but like I said, it's, sometimes we overdo do it with the gizmos and gadgets they sell out there for our pets and a lot of people do it yeah but the thing is is that bottom line is that they're a dog and they adjust very well it's more for what we all this would be perfect for our puppers so mm-hmm. okay folks thanks for listening thanks for grant rachel we'll be hearing your friendly little voice here hopefully one more this afternoon and so you guys make it a great week don't hide your dogs train them and if don't train them don't blame them see you next week go to mytalk1071.com for all the podcasts